Bang bang! Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. He sends you his tips, who 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 to bet on, where to bet on them, as in which bookmaker um, has the best odds, uh, how much of your bankroll to bet on them. So, you know, if your if your bankroll is five thousand dollars and you're doing fifty dollar units, he'll say you know two point five units. So. That'll be $150. And if, you, if you're if you doing $10 units, that'll be $25. So it's uh, he's not telling you how much money to bet, but how many units to bet. And then he will also give you a write-up of why, um, why he's taking the bet in most cases. So, you know, he's given you his thought process. And if you don't agree with it, you don't have to take it. But you subscribe to uh, Bet With Joel through betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty please use that link um and then you can also enter promo code potty exclusive 50 which gets you 50 percent off your first week subscription there's no lock-ins um there's just absolutely no reason not to give this a try man i have i've i've earned more than my fair share from doing this and i i'm not going to stop anytime soon yeah there's ups and downs gambling is gambling there's no guarantees but um if you stick with the program, you are going to you're going to end up being up in the long run. So that's betwithjoel.com/ref/welcometothepotty. Use that link. It's also um, in the Welcome to the Potty uh, bio, so you can just click on it there. Enter promo code Potty Exclusive Fifty for fifty percent off your first week subscription. Do you want to? Um, Wow, what's the word? Support. Do you want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt. It's black and gold um, and it's stylish. Dude, swag points through the roof. Um, If you wear it around your girl, you're going to need a towel directly underneath her. Believe that. And that was disgusting. But, you know, that's how soft this t-shirt is. Someone touches it and they're going to start, you know, getting aroused so you want powers like that you want superpowers dude go to welcome to the potty slash store welcome to the potty.com slash store and buy yourself a welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt and guess what 50% of all proceeds this month are going to the CFS country fire service um, for help with the bushfire relief efforts all right so you're doing, you're doing something for me, you're doing something for them. Think about it. All right. Um, let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Bung, bung. It's your man, Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler. Because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman. Because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI podcast, and the captain, the goddamn Billy Crystal of podcasting. Because I'm the personality champ, and that is sarcasm, dude. Fucking, dude, I hate people, bro. Believe that. Now, it sounds like my energy is a little bit low, and I'll tell you why. Um, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a very good mood. I'm very excited, but still not 
um, living alone. So I feel like my voice carries through the room, even though we're, we have, um, we have recommenced the soundproofing efforts. And I think the, the sound is actually a little bit better than it has been in here. I don't know what it's like out there. I don't know where, like what little nooks and crannies my voice can go through in this area yet. Um, once we've completed the soundproofing, I really won't care, but, um, yeah, we are, you know, we're still hosting, which, um, you know, you already know how I, um, how I feel about that. But, um, yeah, man, people, dude, I, uh, I got back on stage. So you guys understand last Thursday, I did the raw competition. Didn't get through. Um, I didn't get through my heat, which, you know, it's fine. Not gonna, not gonna neck myself or whatever, but, um, I was a little bit like, you know, like I said, it took the wind out of my sails a bit. I didn't go up on Monday night. Um, Tuesday night, I, I wasn't um, booked for Cranker. So basically took Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. Went back up Wednesday with a new five minutes. Um, not completely new. I've used some of the material before, but like sort of did some rearranging and editing and um, went back up with this fresh five minutes that I didn't use in the raw thing. And um, you know, you don't like to, you don't want to fucking, you know, toot your own horn all the time, but I definitely killed with it. Um, I forgot my last joke, so I, I didn't finish strong. I, um, you know, I was doing really well and then I, I got to this joke and I just absolutely forgot. I just went blank and I just said, Oh well, guys, sorry, but that's all I've got tonight. Cause I forgot, but um, lots of compliments from everybody and, oh man, it was fun. It was really fun. So, so that, yeah, that happened, but there was this one comedian that I'd never met before. Right. And he comes in with the most confidence. I'm sure he's a good guy. Okay. I'm sure he's a great guy. Mm. Coffee, dude. We need a coffee sponsor, man. So I can, every time I have a sip, I can give you guys a little plug, you know, because I love coffee, man. I love coffee. Um, yeah, so I guess um, this, yeah, this guy, like I'm sitting down by myself, sort of like getting getting ready, going over my, um, my act in my head. And he comes up to me. He's like, fuck, you're tall, which you guys know I love. Um, you guys just know I love talking about my height, right? So... Mr. Fuck, you're tall. What do you do? And I sarcastically said, oh, that's all I do. I'm just, t- I'm just a tall guy, you know? Um, then I did my set. And then later in the night, he comes up and he's like, oh, I just thought you were just fucking tall. Didn't realize you were talented as well. And I was, and I just thought to myself, well, that's the exact fucking reason I don't like being tall. Because that's what people think. It's like, that's a tall guy. That's all he does. It just annoys me, man. So um, I've decided I'm just going to be rude. I'm just going to be rude to people. Um, like I was to the girl um, when me and Rachel went out to dinner a few weeks ago. I don't remember if I talked about this, but the the girl that I paid for the dinner, she goes, she points to one of her co-workers, well, one of the bartenders, and she goes, are you as tall as him? I was like, I don't know. And like I clearly what didn't want to have the conversation, right? Um, and she kept going, you're just so tall. I was like, yeah, uh, how much, how much are you? Like, I clearly didn't want to have the conversation. And she's like, um, 
still doesn't tell me how much I owe. And she says, you guys should go back to back. And this dude, this tall guy, he's one of those tall guys that just, that's all he's got. Like that's where he gets his attention and he loves it. And so he's ready to go back to back with me. And I'm just like, no dude, like I'm not doing that. How much do I owe? And then she got the picture and, um, and she, she like, you know, gave me the total and swiped my car and shit. And then this guy like looks at me and he's like, mm, pretty close. I might have you though. Okay. Like take that win, bro. If that's what you think it is, you know? Oh man. I wish I was, you know, what's the regular height? Like six foot for a man. I wish I was like six foot dude and everyone could just shut the fuck up, you know? But yeah, so I was rude to that girl and that guy. And then I was rude to this comedian. Um, and then what was the other one that happened? Oh, on Thursday night, I went to Dan Murphy's. Shout out to Dan Murphy's, um, our original, official, unofficial sponsor of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Uh, episodes probably one through seven or eight. Um, uh, yeah, so I went to Dan Murphy's to buy this gin, right, for, for Rachel. And the lady comes over to me. And instead of, and she works there and instead of saying, can I help you or do you need a hand or anything? She goes, oh my God, you're so tall. Um, I was like, yeah, all right. And I just started walking away and she's like, or maybe I'm just short. And I was like, yeah, that could be it. And she goes, do you get that all the time? And I was just like, do you reckon? And I walked away. So that's, that's the responses you're going to get from now on. And I don't feel bad. I'm over it, man. Because I actually hate being tall, dude. Yeah, it was cool when I was playing basketball, but now I don't play basketball, dude. And now that's that's the shit I got to deal with all the time. Just leave me alone, straight up. Or treat me like a fucking human being. Makes me so mad, dude. And that was twice in two days. So Giggles was on Wednesday night. And then Thursday night was when I went to buy this gin, dude. And I was just like... Can... Can I just have a normal conversation with somebody? Not that I want to. Not that I want to talk to any strangers. You guys know that. Um, you know, this social anxiety. You know you know about all this. But, um, yeah, dude. Fuck. So, so shut up, you know. Um, what else? This week. Um, this week was both of my parents' birthdays. My mum was on Tuesday the, the um, 14th. And dad was on Thursday the 16th. Um, so got mum some presents, gave dad a phone call, going out to dinner with mum tonight. So that's all, you know, that's all that. My brothers, they turned, um, I think 13 the week before that on the 6th of January. And mum doesn't like the way I say 6th because I say it like it's S-I-K-T-H. But she wants me to say 6th, you know, then add the th. And that dude is a lot of, that's like, that's like a tongue twister. That's a lot of mouth exercise, dude. No Bruno, you know, sixth. It's so much easier to just go sixth, but you know, that's, and that may be the one area of my life that I'm pretty lazy in, you know? I gotta tell you, I'm not very lazy at all, man, to be honest. Anyway, um, so yeah, the birthdays, um, and I was, I was just thinking, dude, because you guys know, um, 
all my my friends and um, you know Rachel and um, you know friends parents and stuff helped get some money together for me to go up to Mackay to see my old man um, after he got his diagnosis so I saw my brothers and all of that so I've actually seen them recently right just before their birthday and so they're 13 dude and I remember when everyone was saying like oh kids are getting bigger and like all this and yeah I'll tell you this they're tall and they're probably taller than most of the kids. I know, like, Tyree definitely is, like, he's a, he's tall, dude, and, like, kind of chubby, too. But I can't really talk because I'm kind of chubby, too. But um, they look like children, dude. And I just feel like I didn't quite look that young. And then I was thinking, like, I lost my virginity, dude, when I was 12 years old. You know? So, like, I'm looking at these kids, right? And I was like, so, so, so that's what I looked like. It's not sexy. That's for sure. So, so that was alarming, dude. Sort of like, they don't even look like they're ready to spray out, to be honest. You know, like they're, if they were. If they were oranges, they wouldn't be ready yet. You know, they'd still be like a little bit yellow and, and hard, like not squishy, you know, they'd be, if they were bananas, dude, that'd be, they'd be green. And I don't, I wish I didn't say bananas cause that's phallic, you know, but yeah, that was alarming dude, but they're 13 now, man, they're teenagers. And, um, honestly, dude, I think one of them might be gay, dude. Just, you know, it's not, not, it's not the worst thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, I don't think he's out yet. If he, if he is gay, I don't think he's out. But, uh, I would say like when you know, you know, right. And I just, I feel like I know, bruh. And I'm just, you know, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say on the podcast. It might be, I don't think they listen to it, but you know, I don't, I don't get money making Mitch to check the damn, um, stats that regularly, man, because it's, it's a slow growth, man. So I'd prefer to, I'd prefer to check it like more, um, you know, sporadically infrequently, you know, anyway, what what am I talking about? Um, oh yeah. So I was talking about giggles. Um, I had an audition dude this week. I think I told you guys about it maybe, but, um, Australia's got talent. So I did a show at Cranker Comedy. Well, I've done probably three or four there now, maybe. But I did one a few months back. And someone from this production company saw it and found me on Instagram, sent me a message, asked for my email, gave her my email. She called me. Oh, she emailed me. We ended up talking on the phone and... She booked me in for an audition over the phone. So I didn't even sign up for this shit, right? It was just like they liked what they saw at this thing and wanted to put me in front of the producers, right? So I had that yesterday. And it was um, it was what I thought it would be, an empty room with a cameraman and three producers. 
but they make you feel comfortable. They were very good at that. They, you know, they chat to you and, you know, they take your mind off of what's actually going on for a little while. So I wasn't like shaking or anything and just having a chat. And then they said, so what do you got for us? And I did about two or three minutes of comedy. I'm not very good. Um, I don't think that's my strong suit. I'm not like a, I'm not like a Mitch Hedberg that's got a bunch of these like these little jokes, you know, like Mitch Hedberg, I call him a comedy machine gun. I don't know if that's, if I've heard that somewhere or, but, um, he's one of my favorite comedians, Mitch Hedberg. You should look him up. Um, he's dead rest in peace, but he's just got all these very short, sharp jokes, um, playful jokes. So like Anthony Jesselnick, he's got short, sharp jokes. He's got very good word economy. Um, there's no fat on any of his jokes, but they're very dark. And I think that's hilarious. I love him. He's one of my favorite living comics. But yeah, Hedberg, I, that's what I called him. And I don't know if I made it up or if it's if I've read it somewhere or something, but comedy machine guns. So like in a two to three minute space, that would have been great. I'm more of a storyteller, you see. So I had to try and pick some parts of stories out and still make it make sense. They liked it, I think. Um it's my first time really auditioning for anything. I've tried out for things before, but basketball is a different thing. Um, but I've heard from people in show business that like, if they say, all right, thanks for coming, then you know you did shit. But then, you know, they kept me in there. They talked to me more. They wanted to know like, you know, do you have more? And I was like, yeah, like I've got, I'm more of a storyteller, but I knew that I only had two or three minutes in here. So I didn't want to, you know, get told to stop and, and leave or whatever. So I just wanted to try and get some bits and pieces out. And they asked me what my stories are about. If I, if I use my basketball career in a model and I said, yes, um, they had a lot of questions and yeah, I don't know. They made me feel very comfortable and I don't know. I kind of have a good feeling about it. Kind of have a good feeling about it. So we'll just see what happens. Um, probably going to be like another month or something like they said at the latest, I'll hear back before the 15th of March. Um, and I think today is the uh, nine, uh, 18th of January. So that's a bit of, that's like a full, that's almost, that's actually two months wait. That's actually two months. So, yeah. Oh, dude, I love a good bean, rather good brew, you know, good coffee. Um, What else has been going on, man? Date night. Went out on a date night last night with Rach. Um, so we went to this engagement party last weekend and then we went out. I think I told you guys about that and we didn't get home till like four in the morning and Rachel basically paid for the whole night. Right. And we're, us- we're pretty even like we were like, like I'll get a dinner, then she'll get a dinner and she'll get the groceries and I'll get the groceries and, and all of this kind of stuff. So we're very like even like that, but um, we don't go out together a whole heap. And, um, so I don't know when the next time we'll go out is, and she basically paid for the whole night. And I was like, I'm not going to wait to the next time we go out. So let's go on a date. So I took her on this date. We had some drinks, we had some dinner, had some dessert. Um, very fun time. We went for a house perv. That's one of our favorite things to do is go for a house perv. So that's going to rich suburbs and, um, you know, just dreaming, you know, um, so we did that over there. So I try not to name the restaurants too, because, um, you know, they don't sponsor me. So I try not to name the restaurants. Um, 
yeah, so that was a cool, that was a cool night. I wonder if there was something else in there that I could have talked about. She was in a little bit of a bad mood when I, when we first, when she first got home and, and so the start of the day didn't go, you know, the first probably 40% of the drive to, um, the location was a little bit poo, bro, to be honest. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't at me. It, she was just getting some stuff off her chest. So we just talked about that and got through that. And then the rest of the night was fucking romance, dude. Romance. So that was, um, that was a good time, dude. I love a good feed. I got a burger and I do love burgers and I keep telling myself I'm not going to get burgers because of, because of the carbs, but burgers are so good, man. So I got a burger. Um, Rach got the fish, which is, you know, what I should have got. Watch, you know, watch my, watch my waistline, but just been buying elastic pants, you know? Um, ah, shit. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I got home. I was playing some 2K last night, but I was playing it on mute because I was listening to Eminem's new album, dude. Music to be murdered by. And um, I know we're not really supposed to play songs on on the podcast, so um, I'm not going to play it, but highly recommend Music to be Murdered by. Now, is it a good album to listen to while you're pre-drinking? Not really. It's not, you know, it's not party music. It's very lyrical and some of it's very deep and dark and, you know, emotional. But, um, you know, it's Eminem. It's Eminem, like mid-Eminem, because Eminem was very playful the early parts of his career and started going, you know, a bit darker. And this is probably a bit on the darker side. Um, But shit, dude. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Absolutely um, loved it. Uh, so if you want to listen to it in your car or whatever, I would listen to a music to be murdered by, by Eminem. It's on Spotify. Um, that's what I listen to it on. I don't know what else. Um, and I'm not sponsored by Eminem or his music, but if I find some new good shit, I'm going to tell you about it. You know, I told you about Mitch Hedberg today, telling you about Eminem. I'm pretty sure we've been gone for 22 minutes. I haven't made a single joke this episode, so... We will, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. Cause I saw a couple, dude, the would you rathers this week are disgusting. And you guys, I think you guys need therapy. Um, but we'll get into that. Um, now next let's go. I reckon we jump into, um, sports. Um, I think I talked about this on the episode on Tuesday. Um, you know, my, my cousin, Racy McMath, which is a dope name. Um, and you know, uh, if I have a kid, I might have to name my kid after him, even though I've never met him because Racy is a dope name. Um, but anyway, LSU, um, won the, uh, college football national title. Um, and Odell Beckham Jr., went to LSU, um, got drafted to the New York Giants, now got traded to 
the Cleveland uh, Browns. Um, and they are brown, they are poo. Um, they are a terrible team. Um, sorry. Uh, so he was at the game and he was partying with them all and he slapped a cop on the bum playfully. And there is now a warrant out for his arrest. Now, I think that that's a little bit excessive. They're calling it assault. The cop was just in there with the players and he was sort of giving them a hard time about like being alcohol, alcohol or whatever. And I don't know what he was saying, but OBJ slapped him on the butt and then started dancing. Now the guy didn't try to arrest him then, didn't do anything. So how come later, how come later it's a issue and we've got to, we've got to put a warrant out for his arrest? <clears throat> now I think OBJ is a supreme talent, one of the best to ever do it. Um, I think he's a pretty boy, and I don't think he's—I don't think he really cares about winning games, to be honest. But I think his talent levels are just insane. Now, so I'm not. What I'm trying to say is, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy. Um, and since I'm throwing out accusations of people who may be gay, I think he might be gay as well. So, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, I think he's one of these people that may be gay that just hasn't, you know, told us. Um, so there's a warrant out and I just think, I don't know it. First off, whoever filmed it happening and put it on the internet, maybe that was dumb of you. Like, I just don't, I don't think that type of behavior we need to see, like, it's not a good look for OBJ. And second of all, putting a warrant out for his arrest is excessive. And, um, you know, with the track record of the police in the United States, it feels racist to me. He didn't hurt this man. He didn't do, like, what is it? Hashtag me too. It was like, sexual assault is that what you're saying like i don't know what you what you're saying so it just seems a bit a bit excessive and um yeah i i think it may be racist and also obj's given out you know stacks of cash to the players after the game like money he was giving them money um which is a which is clearly an ncaa violation but i think it's bullshit dude all these players go out there in the national title game. All the ab- advertising revenue, um, concessions, ticket sales, um, merch, what, whatever. No, they don't see a dollar of it. So they should be able to take a you know a thousand or a couple hundred dollars from from a friend, you know. So um, anyway. The NCAA has launched an investigation, so I don't know if LSU is going to lose their championship or if all these players are going to lose their eligibility or whatever. It's just like, it's just an absolute stitch up. It is the most corrupt organization in the world. Um, players get paid, dude. Dude, my visit, my visit to my school, I, I got, I got, I got a stack of cash, you know? So, I don't know, man. I, <sighs> it's just a billion dollar business that doesn't have to pay its employees. That's that's what it is, and we can we can debate about this all day. But 
just let let these young men live, man. They're, most of us come out of like, you know, not the greatest financial situations. Some do, but most don't. There's a hunger. There's a hunger that being poor gives you and makes you want to change that. So rich people, people that are already rich, aren't the people that become pro athletes and rappers and stuff like that. All right. There's a hunger that being poor gives you. So just fucking let these let these cats get a little bit of bread, dude. Instead of just being fucks about it. Anyway, let's move on. Zion, big fat Zion, um, is debuting this week or next week, this week, um, against the Spurs, I think on the 22nd of January, which might be the 21st in our country. No, 23rd in our country. I think we're ahead of the US. Um, so Zion will be playing his first NBA game, um, you know, because he, he played summer league. Then he, you know, he was too fat and his knee hurt. He tore his meniscus. Um, and now he's going to, He's going to come back and um, play his first ever NBA game. And I've got to tell you, dude, I've torn both my meniscus in my knees and now I've got arthritis. Um, Derek Rose tore his and now he doesn't dunk no more. Um, but then you've got to look at, you know, Russell Westbrook tore his and he's, you know, fine. Um, but also, Zion Williamson weighs a thousand pounds, dude. So... Like, we just need to, we, I just don't know if we can expect him to be what he was when he was in college, when he was in high school. I don't know. I know they've been showing his workouts and he's dunking and stuff, but I, I, I don't know, dude, for the, for the guy that was supposed to be rookie of the year and, and is obviously not going to be, have you seen Ja Morant? Good Lord. Dude, he is something else. And he was talking to James Harden and everything. And I love that, dude. And the Bulls should have got him. The Bulls missed out. Because we got fucking seventh pick. We got Kobe White. Um, answer me this question. How many times has uh, Kobe White been in the news? That many times. Just absolutely zero, dude. Kobe White? Hey, no offense, bro. But get your money up. You know? Sort your game out. No, he's no. I'm not saying he's bad. He's actually he's actually good. But fuck John Morant, dude. I wish we had him. I wish we had him. I'd love to see him in a Bulls uniform, but we never will. Um, I wonder if we're going to acquire anyone in trades. I don't know. Um, now Atlanta's looking for a big. I forgot who they were looking at. They were looking at Drummond, Andre Drummond, for a little while. Apparently, they've stopped that. Um, I think, I think, God, I don't know what I think. I honestly don't know what I think. Um, anyway, uh, Markel Fultz. Now I've talked a bit of shit about this man on the Welcome to the Potty podcast before. Um, cause something happened to him, you know, I don't know if it was mental or what was going on with this guy. He's turned a corner. He had a triple double the other day. And everybody's back on his dick, you know? Um, and um, I saw a WNBA player, I forgot her name, but she she sent a tweet out like, oh, he gets one triple-double and everyone's back on the 
Markel Fultz bandwagon, y'all are corny or whatever. And that is corny, dude, because everyone was hating on him, myself included. Um, everyone stopped believing in him, and that sucks, man. So I um, am formally here to say I eat my hat. Um, that was, you know, foolish of me. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy for him to see that he's, you know, he's being successful down there in Orlando. Um, he used to be, when, when he got all fultzed out, he was at uh, Philadelphia. Um, but now he's at Orlando and um, he, he seems to be fitting in. He seems, he's found his game back. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Um, definitely happy for him. So, yeah, that's just that. And then we've got one more thing on the NBA here. Kyrie Irving, dude, um, you know, this dude, I think, I don't know who I prefer less out of him and LeBron James. This dude is just complaining about all his teammates. He's said that even when KD comes back, they've still got some work to do, some moves to make or whatever. And, you know, saying that they're not a playoff contender and all this. Um, and I think it's just absolutely inappropriate that you can just go and do this to every team you're at. Um, you know, if you've got a problem, keep it in house. Don't just go out and decide to say that to the media. You know, I had problems at teams that I've been in and I'll, I don't go to the newspapers when they, when I have my interviews and um, on the news or whatever and say this wild shit, I'll just say, yeah, I'll say that basic shit. Like, yeah, you know, uh, the guys working hard. Uh, they go out there and give it everything they've got. Uh, you know, uh, we really went out there and gave it a good crack. And, uh, you know, all that basic shit that you see from the, the guys every single game, that, that was, that's everything I did too. You know, I wasn't going to go shit on my team. Um, but Kyrie, let's let's pull up a clip here. Kyrie fucking Irving. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order for us to be at that next level. And I'm gonna continue to reiterate it. You know, we're gonna do the best with the guys that we have within our locker room now. And you know, we worry about all the other stuff. See, that is like imagine hearing that as a uh, one of his teammates. Let me finish this coffee real quick. Starts going cold at the bottom, you know. Um, imagine hearing that. Uh, we'll do the best with the guys we have in our locker room now. Like, what do you? You're a fucking clown. Anyway, let's keep going. In terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization uh, down the line in the summer, and uh, you know, it, it's just something that we signed up for. We knew what we were coming into in the beginning of the season. And just if, uh, because we're not doing YouTube episodes until the soundproofing's all fixed. Um, just so you know, they're playing clips of the game. Like he, this is a post game interview, right? So they're playing clips of him during the game, just getting blocked over and over, um, missing shots. So, uh, like, so he's placing the blame elsewhere cause he didn't have a good game. All right. He's getting fed by the Philadelphia 76ers without Joel Embiid. Remember, he dislocated his finger and had surgery. Um, so he's going to the cup two, like in the paint with two big guys. Jarrett Allen, I think his name is, but the afro is behind him. He can just drop that 
off to him, but instead he tries himself and gets blocked. He's missing floaters. He got blocked on a jump shot. So you should never, ever get blocked on a jump shot. That means it's a bad decision. So this is... After a game where this shit's happening to him, he's blaming his locker room. So let's hear more. We're going down left and right for us. Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but obviously it's pretty glaring that we need you know one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself, KD, DJ, GT, Spence, Karras, and you know, we'll see how that evolves. So look, that one more piece is Kevin Durant, who's uh, <laughs> sitting there and waiting to come in. Okay, why are you looking like that, Jay? <laughs> Explain, please. Now, we need it. I do want to hear what Jay Williams has to say about this because, um, yeah, that's wild to say about your teammates. And yeah, you've got KD coming back next year. So why are you saying this? And um, anyway, let's see, let's see what Jay Williams has to say. Every, everything that Kyrie Irving said was correct. You just don't say that to the media. You don't say that to the media. He did this last year with the Celtics a little bit. What this now does is, this is what you say to Sean Marks. This is what you say to Joe and Clara Sy, the owners of the team. Everybody does know that you guys are one piece away from potentially winning a world championship. But to say that to the media then alienates the players that you did not mention. You did not mention Joe Harris. You did not mention Jared Allen, who's one of your best defenders. And this is a leadership question for Kyrie as he continues to evolve as a person. And again, this can make the locker room of Kyrie turning the ball over, um, getting blocked, missing shots. And these are extra clips that they didn't show before. And this is all from the same game. So this is him just being garbage, garbage, garbage. And um, then he went and said all this shit. And, and Jay Williams is actually absolutely right. He's alienating these guys. And Jared Allen is the guy that was behind him when who, sh who he should have gave the ball off to. And then who he tried to give it to just then, but threw it to the defense. Sorry, defense. Very, it can make the locker room very dispersed, very separate. Everybody goes their own separate way because now if it doesn't fit underneath what Kyrie says. I would go my own separate way too. Oh, dude. I think out of the whole NBA, Kyrie would be the last player that I would want to play with. Honestly, I cannot believe this guy. He's such a fucking clown. Dude. I, I, honestly, I, I just really, I just don't like the way he moves, dude. He reminds me of LeBron a little bit. Then everybody else is going to do their own thing. So That's the problem. And I'm going to take this in a different direction. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to be challenging his leadership again, like no. we were doing in Boston. He just returned. Okay, there were people that was questioning the validity of his injury and then whether he was going to get surgery. Then he got healthy, came back, and played well. I was just at their previous game. You lose to a better team, the Sixers, without Joel Embiid. There is no shame in that, actually. And you didn't play well, and you had the worst plus-minus on the team. Worst plus-minus on the team. The timing just isn't good. And lastly, I want to say this about players joining up in today's NBA. If I got KD and I got Kyrie, that should make me a contender. Yes. Who else do we need? Yeah, exactly. I'm not, we don't need to listen to the whole thing. We've probably listened to more than we had to anyway, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying this guy, this guy just like refuses to take any accountability. And he, you know, he thinks he's a leader and he, you know, calls LeBron up and wants to apologize. Yeah. After you've already gone to another team, after you've already 
fucked that team up with your same childish ways and now now you're your third team doing the same shit dude like figure it out figure it out you're not you're not a leader you um you know it's like the same as lebron blames lebron like dude you see this guy get get beat off the dribble regularly lebron james right and then stick his arms out like where's where's someone else and it's like dude keep your man in front of you you know, Mr. Mr. Best Player in the Universe, keep your man in front of you, you know? And yeah, it's your 17th year, so maybe you're not, maybe you're not able to do that so much anymore, but don't point fingers. And this is what these two men keep doing. They're always pointing fingers. Oh, I need a trade. I need a new, I need someone else on my team because, uh. no, take some accountability, man. And that's, that's basically it, dude. That's, Oh, they fire me up a little bit, don't they? Um, shit. Uh, should we go to Should we go to poor posture? Poor posture of the week. Um, dude, I don't. You, you, most of you guys have probably seen this on like Brown Cardigan or Shit Adelaide. Um, there was a man walking his birds. Right, he had two parrots on leashes. And he was running and they were flying in front of him. And they were flying at the same level. And I don't know why these birds are smart enough to know that. or And they were flying in the same direction and shit. I don't know what was going on with the communication of these birds. It was pretty pretty astounding. But um, isn't that like animal cruelty or something, dude? Putting birds on leashes. Like, yeah, you're letting them get out and about, but... Birds deserve to be free, man. I hated that. I hated watching that video. It was, yeah, it was fucked up. Like, obviously, the dude seems like the type of person that relies on public transport. Um, <laughs> I think that's the first joke of this episode. But, um, yeah, man, like, you can't do that to birds, dude. I don't think you can anyway. Um, should we have more? That was the only poor posture? Good God. Um, well, let's go, uh, shit. I, I think I skipped the news. So let's hit the news. Um, so Akon, he's, he's made something, uh, called Akon city. He has basically started construction for the world's first crypto city which he's calling Acon City and it's going to have its own currency called Acoin um, and this is happening in Senegal Senegal I think I've got a friend from there his name's Papa Lo um, first name Papa last name Lo and, and L-O just L-O and that's not a lie um, I played college basketball with him for two years maybe um, so Acon City is going to be 2,000 acres um that will trade, yeah, with with this currency called Acoin or Acoin, which is which is wild. Um, let's have a hold on. How long is this? Okay, so it's a big article, so I don't want to read too much, but let's just read a little bit. Um, 
The singer is of Senegalese descent and first revealed plans for Africa's most futuristic metropolis over 18 months ago. At the time, he said the city will be built on 2,000 acres of land gifted to him by the president of Senegal, Macky Sall. It will be trade. It will trade exclusively in Acon's digital cash currency, Acoin. Reports suggest that Acon City will be bu- built in the seaside village of Mbodien. I don't know. Butchered that. Uh, five minutes from Senegal's new international airport is billed as an environmental campaign and sustainable tourism village. Last week, Acon also signed a memorandum of understanding with Senegal's state-owned tourism company Sapco, according to Lad Bible. Oh wow! According to Lad Bible, damn. Um, the singer's cryptocurrency Acoin is expected to launch early July, but Acon City project will take considerably longer. Uh, yeah, of course. It's going to take like 10 years. It's a city. It's not a fucking building. We've got like three buildings going at the moment in Adelaide. And those, them shits look like they're never going to get finished, you know? And he's doing whole city. Think about that. Um, Yeah, dude. So, I don't know. I guess this is supposed to be environmental, which is cool. Um, Because, I mean, think of the fires that we've got going on in Adelaide right now. I mean, sorry, in Australia. Um, So... So yeah, Acon City. Think about that. <laughs> um, shit. What else, dude? We already did poor pasta. Um. Oh yeah. Would you rather? Now we got some fuck. We got some fucked ones today, guys. So let's get into it. And this one is coming in from Frank. And I don't believe that that's Frankie Dobbs, but I don't have any other team, any other friends called Frank. So it must be another Frank. Um, my mum's bro- uh, brother-in-law, I think sister, her sister-in-law's husband. So I guess that does that make brother-in-law? I don't know. Um, his name's Frank too, but I, I, I also don't think that he would write in a question like this. Would you rather constantly ha- have wet sleeves or wet socks. And I've got to be honest with you here and say sleeves because, you know, I like shoes um, and I don't want my shoes to get all stinky and I also don't um, want my feet to go all wrinkly. So I'd rather have wet sleeves. And that's that's an easy answer for that one. Um would you rather have free food for the rest of your life or a girl guy that loves you for the rest of your life? Um, and this one's from Chad, Chad. Um, and those things are not related at all. Um, shit. I don't know. I could live without either of those. Like I, I can live with paying for food and I can also live without a relationship. So, toss up but let's go for the girl because let's just yeah let's just keep Rachel around hey Chad so yeah I'll go for the girl then would you rather wear a fedora 24 7 or have your head grow hair in the same way as your armpit hair give me that fedora dude I'll be like that dude um angel from from Dexter you know fedora game on a thousand bruh every Every time there's a cut, he's wearing a different fedora, even if it's the same scene. Dude, his fedora game was lit. I'd be like that. I'd be like, 
so if you've got to wear it 24 seven, so I got to sleep with this thing too. So, um, I guess uncomfortable sleeps. I don't know what it means in the same way as your armpit hair. Like my armpit's hair is like probably much thinner than my head hair. So that'd be like a little bit embarrassing. So yeah, I'd take that fedora game, but then 24 seven. So how do I get haircuts? It's a good question. Cause I could have my head hair grow the same way as my armpit hair and just shave it all the time. Like just go skinhead and then wear whatever hats I want. And sometimes that could be a fedora. Yeah. Let's go to the armpit one then. Wow. Who sent that one in? Wayne. Wayne. So, um, that was a good one because I flip-flopped. That was a good one, Wayne. So thank you for that one. Um, what do we got here? Would you rather be a master creator in whatever art form you choose? Um, so that'd be comedy, I guess. Uh, at the expense of having little to no knowledge in how to do anything else. Or be a genius in every academic subject with no creative abilities whatsoever. So when you say anything else, and this is from Paul, Paul. And so this is all guys today. Um, how to do anything else. So you're saying like cooking, cleaning, like going to the toilet. Like what, what do you mean anything else? And then the other ones, um, you know, no creative abilities, but I'm a genius at everything. Um, every academic subject, but it, it doesn't say like, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to just reword this and make it a bit more even on both sides. So master creator in whatever art form you choose, right? So that's comedy, having little to no knowledge of anything academic. Let's put it that way, because then I can still do my daily tasks, right? Cause I don't want to be a comedian that forgets how to walk, you know? Don't want to be a comedian that has no knowledge of how to go to the toilet and I shit my pants on stage, you know? So I'm going to say little to no knowledge of like anything academic or like jobs. So things like, like plumbing and carpentry and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be able to do, you know, I'd have to call another man to help me around the house, you know? But like, and like to fix my car and shit. So, but like I still, I, I still can function as a human being. But if someone says something to me like, oh, you know, what do you think of the Geneva Convention? And I'm just like, mm, what's, what does Geneva mean? And who's convention? You know, like I'm that dumb. But for some reason, when it comes to comedy, I'm not dumb. And I can, you know, I can reference that i don't know because i feel like you have to have some academic knowledge in comedy so i don't know but you said what art form i choose so then i would have some knowledge so i guess that's a loophole comedy in that sense is a loophole because i still would have knowledge to be able to make jokes and all these things so sorry paul but i just found a loophole comedy i'm still a genius um would you rather own a well-driven 30-year-old car that plays all your favorite songs or a brand new car of your choice that you can only that can only play the Peppa Pig thing? 
Can it be silent? Let's okay. Let's say that silence is out of it. Um, I'll take the old car for sure. I'm not listening to Peppa Pig on repeat. I'll drive my car into a wall, my brand new car into a wall. You know, nah. Let me take that 30 year old car that can play, you know, music to be murdered by. And that's a callback to the start of the episode. So, thank you, Corey, for uh, sending that in. And that's definitely not Corey Maynard because he wouldn't ask a question like that. I don't think. And also. Corey Maynard has his spelling with an E before the Y, and this one just goes to straight to the Y. So, um, and the last one here, I just don't even know how to answer this without, you know, probably having to go to therapy, but let's, let's do it. I don't want to, you know, be soft. Um, would you rather get a blowjob from your mum with eye contact to completion or eat your mum out. And that's from Tom. So Tom needs a therapist, dude. Um, I think the eye contact is the most awkward part. So I'll probably have to take the second option. I don't really want to repeat it. Um, I guess the second option I can you know, close my eyes and try and think that it's someone else, maybe. Fuck. Jesus Christ, dude. Tom needs therapy, bro. I don't know what Tom this is. I know many a Tom. But, um, holy Hannah, bro. Sort that shit out. And someone sent in a, um, instead of would you rather, they sent in a have you ever. I don't know if that was a mistake. I definitely haven't asked for have you ever's because um, I'm probably often not going to want to answer a have you ever because it's more truthful than a hypothetical would you rather, you know, but um, have you ever had a condom in your um, pocket and gone raw anyway? And this one's from Brad. So we had no women right in today. Um, have you ever had a condom in your pocket and gone raw anyway? And the answer to that, dude, is uh, what guy hasn't? What guy hasn't, dude? You know, no one likes them. No one wants to use them. We use them, you know, for stop, you know, stop babies. And there's always, you know, the plan B, plan B pill, which also um, I heard something about. I heard something about um, about that. Shit, I forgot what it was, but I heard a fact about Plan B, which um, was frightening about how it, it it was like, oh, that doesn't like stop this. It only does that or something like that. And it was a doctor friend of mine that told me that. So that was, uh, you know, uh, just haunting. That was just haunting hearing that. So... Um, but yeah, everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. Especially if you take your pants off your pocket, your wallet's in your, po- in your pocket of your pants and you're just, you know, you've gone J double T, dude. You've gone just the tip and you're like, nah, just the whole thing, you know, and you just fucking murder that and poise, you know, music to be murdered by. I am and them. Look it up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So the answer is yes. Who hasn't though? Who hasn't? Um, Dude, I've got a friend of mine that reckons he's never 
raw dogged. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I am sorry to hear that, bro. <laughs> I am, I apologize, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that because um, those latex bad boys are holding, holding you back. Um, so come to the dark side with the rest of us, brother, you know? So, um, is that it? Oh, advice, advice. Um, do, 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 advice. We need to move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. All right. Uh, boyfriend invited a girl to come hang out with us on our trip. And this is coming from Julie. So one one lady, we've got one lady today. My boyfriend and I have been dating for three years. Over the years, he's gained a friend group from gaming on Steam. We haven't had a trip away before this one. We're currently in London for a weekend break. We arrived today and instantly went out exploring. A few hours ago, my boyfriend told me that one of his friends is in town. She's one of his gaming friends and that he was planning on meeting up with her. I'm annoyed and frankly hurt by this as this is our first trip away together. We're only here for a few days, but he wants to spend the majority of the Saturday with his female friend. He didn't even tell me on the lead up to us leaving. He just sprung it on me the day before. He has invited me to come join them, but I felt as if it was kind of a pity invite. What do I do about this? I don't know if I'm right to feel hurt by it. He's acting so casual about it, but I'm not sure if that's just a manipulation technique. So I feel like I'm not justified in feeling this way. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know his background or nothing. Um, I would say that there should have been some type of warning. Um, like when he found out that his friend was going to be in London, he could have said or asked you, he could have asked you like, do you think it'd be okay if three of us met up for a bit, you know? Um, like at, at a minimum, like, yeah. Do you reckon she could hang out with us? Not just like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you'll get along with her. Just go. He's invited you. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that thing where you're like, no, no, you guys just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. You know, it's your holiday. You're with him. You don't want to be in London by yourself in a place that you don't know. Go with him. And she might be cool. You might like you might love her. She might be your friend. Um and then later just say, Oh, that was really fun. Um, I really love her. But yeah, it would have been nice to have known that was happening. I don't know why you just sprung it on me like that or something. And if he's a cockhead, he'll be like, what's your fucking problem? But he might be just like, oh yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure why I did that. Um, I don't know. Kind of... I don't know. If he's hiding something, it's pretty bold to have you come along, to be honest. I would never, ever, 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 ever do that. Ever. Like, oh yeah, this is a chick that I'm gonna that I've been banging or I'm trying to bang, right? Yeah, I'm gonna bring my current girlfriend along to 
like that is wild. I'm sure people do it. I'm sure people do do that. Um, probably absolute sociopaths would do something like that. Um, I think if he's like really into gaming, maybe his um, like social skills and etiquette just aren't like up to scratch. You know, he might not just get it and he might just think that it's all good. He might just be ignorant to it. You know, if he's like that, you know, nerds are a bit like weird like that. They don't really know what's accepted and what's not. That could be him. Especially if he's doing streaming and shit on Steam. Gaming on Steam. Isn't Steam mobile phone gaming? Yuck, Duke. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was, yeah, not a lot of information there for me to go on, but I think it would be wild, wild for him to be bold enough to have you come along to a, you know, girl that he, to another girl he's got interest in. So I think it, I'd say it's probably just a friend. Um, and yeah, just, just put effort in, just put effort in. And if she sucks, she sucks, but your boyfriend likes you. So maybe, you know, he's got good taste in biatches. Maybe it's, Hey, maybe you guys can do a little bit of that. Manage. You know, give him that work, dude. He's probably, that's probably the fantasy he's a nerdy little gamer he's probably still like he goes in games all night long right and you go to sleep so he's getting none of that plus so he's still stroking you know he's still doing that solo dolo still doing that you know he's doing that individual assisted living you know so maybe he's got this fantasy where the three of you can just cacao you know so don't do that. Um, so that was not helpful for me, was it? But um, bottom line. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. So let's see what else we got here. Have we got anything else? Um, uh, oh, this is wild. And this one coming in from Tony. My ex-girlfriend had sex with somebody at my house while no one was there. My girlfriend and I of two years broke up about three months ago due to the fact that I was moving away to a different state and we decided long distance would be too hard. Correct. Um, it was really hard and neither of us wanted to, do to end, wanted it to end, but we thought it was the right thing to focus on our own lives at this time of life. We had a great and healthy relationship and she was one of the most amazing girls I've ever met. She was always extremely loyal and I never worried about her messing around with other people. However, after our breakup, she changed a lot really fast and began sleeping with a lot of other people, which is hard to digest, but it's fine. We broke up and it's her life to do whatever with. It's a pretty mature of you, Guy. Um, we are on our, we are on relatively good terms, but never really talk. But last week, my parents who live very close to her asked if she could take care of our dogs for a couple of days while they were gone because they couldn't find anyone else. She said, yes, 
Then I find out from a friend of the guy that she had sex with someone in my own fucking house while no one was there and she was supposed to just be feeding the dogs. I've never felt such a mixture of anger and disgust before. I don't know what to do about this situation. I'm looking for advice. Thank you. Um... I would say that your decision to break up because you're moving and not trying long distance may have hurt her. Maybe she wanted to try it, especially if you think your relationship was as good as it was. Um, And maybe she's trying to get a reaction out of you. And that's why she's doing what she's doing with all these different guys, these strangers and doing it in your house. Um... So, although you think everything's gravy, I don't think it is. Um, I wouldn't, you know, you don't need to tell your parents, but just say, hey, listen, me and, you know, Cindy, we're not on speaking terms anymore. I don't really want her to be who you hire or who you get to do favors around the house. Can we please not do that? Um, Or you can, if you're getting so hurt by her actions... Maybe you need to consider long distance. Um, Now, you said you're 19 years old, so let me tell you this. Long distance is for sure a waste of time right now. Um, So I think you've done the right thing by breaking up. Maybe you guys just need more distance between each other. You know? More distance. She shouldn't be in your house and stuff anymore. Um, yeah, just make, yeah, you got to have a clean break, dude. And I I always say this, like people are like, oh yeah, I'm great friends with all my exes. I'm not friends with any of my exes, dude, because why? That's not why you got together was to be friends. And when it didn't work out, you don't need to keep that person around to make things complicated. And this is complicated. This is what she's doing to you. It's complicated. So I would have a clean break, dude. And, um, you know, move on from that. Cause yeah, she's for sure done something to get a reaction out of you, especially the choice of person that she did it with, was somebody that she, she knew you'd find out. So yeah, dude. We need that ain't to no move on though. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. All right. Let's see if we can find one more short one. this all right and this one is from rod 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 girl rejected me i said it was okay and i just needed some space after two months she is desperately trying to be my friend again and i don't even need to read this dude i can tell you right now if you had feelings for somebody you don't need to be friends bro again this is the same as that last guy there's no you don't need to be friends dude you got feelings. It's not, you know, it's not, you got guy friends that you can be friends with, dude. It's not that important to have female friends, really. So, having her around is going to hurt, dude. Anyway, let's read this. A couple of months back, this girl who was a good friend of mine rejected me when I asked 
her to be something more than friends. I said it was okay, but I told her I didn't want to remain friends because I had feelings for her. She understood. And that is fair. Um, anyway, a couple of months passes when she starts calling me, wants to hang out, we're classmates and desperately wants to be my friend again, even if I tell her I don't want to. What does this mean? Is she doing this because she wants attention or because she wants to get back together? I'm so confused. I need help. Um, she wants attention, dude. You used to give her that attention when you were just friends because you, you had these feelings. You made her feel good. She loved that attention. Um, and she led you on. She led you to believe that there was a chance for something else. Um, because she enjoyed that, she enjoyed that attention so much. She she allowed you to believe that, which is not okay. And she misses that attention, but she doesn't. She doesn't want to be with you. Otherwise, she would have said that she did. And when she calls you, she need if she does want more, she needs to tell you that. Um, she wants to hang out and desperately wants to be my friend again. Yeah, no, so. Even if I tell her I don't want to. Yeah. So if you don't want to, you don't want to, dude. And you don't need to. If you've got feelings for somebody that doesn't have it for you, that sucks. You don't want to be um you don't want to be in that situation. So stay strong, brother. You know? Stay strong, bro. It ain't no problem. We need to no move problem. Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Alright, dude. Music to be murdered by, man. Eminem. Check that shit out. Um follow us. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, welcome to the potty. Follow us, find us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Rate us, review us, like, like the videos. Do thumbs up on YouTube. Double tap on Facebook. I mean, double tap on Instagram. Like on Facebook, all that shit. Hit that share button. Tell friends about it. Um Rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, five stars only. Boost the listeners, boost the the sponsors. If you got a single parent that could use a hand, let me know. A single parent of a child, not a not a grown man. Let me know of any single parents that could use a, a night out, a night with free childcare, a night with free dinner. You know? Let me know. We'll sort that out. From the WTTP budget. Alright. Go to welcometothepotty.com slash store. Buy a t-shirt. 50% of all sales are going to the CFS for bushfire relief. Let's sort this fire out, man. Alright. I love you guys, man. This is the best part of my week. Make sure you love yourselves. This is Welcome to the Potty. And as always, bung bung. Welcome to Baby, welcome to